Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Pork Bun. I'm Simone de Rochefort, supervising video producer at Polygon, and I'm here today with Brianna Wu, executive director of Rebellion Pack, and Christina Warren, senior developer advocate at GitHub. This time I almost forgot my own title. Who am I? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, I'm pro- I was like, I was like, that was a first. I could like see your face. You're like, what is my title? I was like, love <laughs> yeah. it. Love this for you. We just, we're all, we all have different, like we have an executive, we have a senior, we have a supervising and that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, we have a tight and timely and beautiful show for you tonight. We're going to be talking TikTok. We're going to be talking, we're going to be eulogizing, I guess, the um, unfortunate death of a long lived and beloved website. Uh, and then we're going to be talking, maybe eulogizing a game that existed ever so briefly and may yet exist again, uh, but you shouldn't play it probably. Our boosties, our premium subscribers, you are going to hear us talk about uh, <laughs> Sofia Coppola's daughter's TikTok. I promise it's going to be good. I don't no, know what the fantastic. majority of... Yeah, our boosties probably are hearing that and thinking, that's great. That's what I signed up for. <laughs> I don't know what the listeners who have yet to sign up are thinking about that, but you, they should be thinking, my goodness, the content that I'm missing out on by not visiting relay.fm slash membership to learn how I could support the show directly and receive an ad-free version, but then also bonus content is incredible. I think that's where that sentence was going. Um, more of that <laughs> after the credits roll. Let's get into our top topic of the day, though. Guess what is back in the news, my friends? A potential TikTok ban. This has been bubbling and burbling for a few months God. now over in Washington. Reportedly, according to the Wall Street Journal and New York Times, the Biden administration has demanded that ByteDance, the Chinese parent company of TikTok, either sell off TikTok or face being banned in the United States. Uh, their fears, uh, which date back to the Trump administration's initial posturing on this topic, are ostensibly that the Chinese government could use the app to spy on TikTok's 150 million now United States users um, and possibly be used for propaganda as well. This follows a February order for federal agencies to remove the app from all government devices. Uh, and this latest development also goes hand in hand uh, with new restrictions that the U.S. has imposed, uh, such as limiting the ability for U.S. manufacturers to sell chips and manufacturing equipment to China. Uh, similar gestures are being made in Europe and in the U.K. Uh, the bill that was introduced here was was introduced in early March. It would, if passed, give the Secretary of Commerce the ability to prohibit foreign companies from operating in the U.S., if there are considered to be national security threats, which in that writing sounds like very broad language. Uh, I'm not sure how it is phrased in the bill, but we we do love broad, all-encompassing, vague language in our, our um, terms of service <laughs> and in our government. For its part, TikTok has proposed to wall off the, the, the what it what it has like said to the US in their like negotiations, which have again reportedly broken down slash not gone well. It's been saying like, hey, we can, we'll wall off U.S. operations from ByteDance. Uh, also, U.S. user data is not stored in China. Uh, like I said, those talks have not been going well. Uh, and our report, that is reportedly where we are at right now. 
Oh boy, here we are again. Um, um, we need to have a brief edit because I just found out like breaking news. The SEC oh is charged. The SEC is charged Tron founder Justin Sun, Lindsay Lohan, and Jake Paul over um, crypto violations. What? Holy moly. No, what? don't edit it. Just leave it in the show. Just leave it in the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the, this, this, this hit like right before we started uh, recording. Um, the SEC has charged uh, diplomat Justin Sun, who's like the you know Tron founder, um, uh, Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul, um, for uh, <laughs> selling uh, Bitcoin uh, stuff without revealing that they were being compensated um, on the back end. Securities Exchange Commission has unveiled fraud and unregistered security charges against crypto founder and uh, Grenadian diplomat Justin Sun, alongside separate violations against celebrity backers of his Tronix and BitTorrent crypto assets, which included Jake Paul, Lindsay Lohan, and Soldier Boy. Uh, The SEC alleged that Sun engaged in fraud by by manipulating the trading activity of the two tokens, creating the appearance of active trading when it did not exist. The unregistered offer and sale charges, on the other hand, are similar to charges that the SEC has unveiled against crypto offerings and exchanges, including Genesis, Gemini, and Doquan's Terraform Labs. The case demonstrates oh again the high risk investors, uh, uh, high risk in- inventors, uh, in- investors face when crypto asset securities are offered and sold without proper disclosure, said SEC Chair Gary Gensler. So the eight celebrities and influencers were actress Lindsay Lohan, uh, social media personality <gasps> Jake Paul, musician DeAndre Cortez Way, also known as Soldier Boy, musician Austin Mahoney. That's a that that's doing a lot of work there by calling him a musician. Adult actress yeah. uh, Michelle Mason, uh, known as Kendra Lust. Musician Miles Parks McCollum, known as Lil Yachty. Aw. Uh, musician Schaefer Smith, known as Neo. Musician Aluan um, uh, Thyme, known as Akon. So all except for Soja Boy and Mahoney agreed to pay a collective $400,000 in disgorgement, interest, and penalties to settle the charges. The settlements were not an admittance or denial of guilt. So they've all settled, and I guess that Soldier Boy and Austin Mahoney are still fighting it. Uh, I'm sorry to wow. break into the TikTok stuff, but I'm but this is this we I, have to talk I, about I this. I feel like we've got I feel like we're all professionals here. Let's just pivot. We'll cover this yeah. live. Let's do it live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what what I am interested in, when you said Jake Paul, I initially got a little uh a, a thrill went down my spine and then I remembered that Jake Paul is different from Logan Paul. Exactly. We have Logan just Paul's been talking about one. for his own crypto BS. No, see see Logan Paul is smart is is I think smart enough to like probably not like promote it without disclosing. Sure. I'm not saying he's smart. I think he's smarter. Okay. Well, that's neither here nor there because <laughs> we can debate that in a different show. Okay. So this, see, okay. Is this the first time that we've seen, I guess, celebrity figures being held responsible for Bitcoin yes. promotion specifically? Okay. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. And and and, and, yeah, and it, is, is, it is, it is. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say it is our best and brightest. It is Lindsay Lohan, who's, you know, hot <laughs> who is pregnant. The, um, She's having her first question mark child. I mean, whatever. Um, you know, uh, I'm glad that she's not, you know, a, a high end escort in um, the Middle East anymore. But like, well, this you know, is ruining the Lohanis for me. <laughs> um, I, I'm just 
like uh, I'm glad she could take time from crashing her car while driving drunk to to get. I mean, I'm glad that like she's done that for a while. She hasn't done that for a while. No, I'm glad that she could she could stop you know kidnapping, uh, trying to kidnap children and their families on the streets while on Facebook Live. Or Instagram okay, Live. Remember, remember that? Okay. Okay. So, okay. So, Lindsay Lohan sucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, she, she, she's awful okay. on every level. But so I'm just saying it's the best advice. Right? Let me talk. Let me talk. Like, <laughs> yes. we've got Simone here from Polygon. We cannot let it go. The Soldier Boy has Soldier Boy. released some of the scammiest retro consoles of all time that are complete crap. All time. <laughs> like, are he's just staying? out there, like, releasing, like, literally stealing people's games and, and like, releasing them on these are consoles. You're saying that somebody so. who does scammy things in one context could right. potentially do scammy things in a different context. I'm just giving a little bit of background about who we're talking about here. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, no, I, it's I, very I, helpful. I, no, no, I was going to say that that's what the first thing that, that stood out to me is that Soldier Boy, who he had like the fake, uh, what was this console? The, this, what was it called? Like the, the Soldier console. It was great. It was a really great scam. Um, oh, my goodness. But he basically was like reselling somebody's like, you know, like emulator thing and, and selling games mm-hmm. that he didn't even have access to. It was great. So the Soldier Boy fake console was a great scam. And it seems like he and Austin Mahoney are the ones who have not settled, which is really, really interesting. I wonder if he doesn't, he also, he hasn't paid his taxes in a while. So I wonder like maybe he didn't have the money to settle. <laughs> like I'm now I'm, now I'm just like, I don't know. The thing with this is, I mean, we just saw with the um, FTX, FTX, is that, Yep. Sam Bankman Fried and FTX yes. with SBF and FTX. He, despite all, you know, logic and reason, went on without a lawyer to just go and like answer questions at a live conference. <laughs> that yeah. to me, I, I, I think with uh, like Soldier Boy and Austin Mahone or Mahoney not uh, settling yet, it could be that they're fighting it. It could simply be that they're not accepting legal counsel because people who are involved in this maybe aren't making the best choices. We don't know. We simply don't know. Uh, tell me about Justin Sun um, and the Tron Foundation. So he is, so Justin Sun is, his whole thing is, so he has claimed to be like a diplomat from Grenada um, and that has been, I think, how he's been able to like, get access to the U.S. or whatnot. But he married somebody. I think, I think, I think I'm remembering this correctly. That he married someone to try to be part of like some sort of like royal family. Um, what? I, I'm almost positive about this. Yeah, because he's he's from China. He's a Chinese-born diplomat, cryptocurrency entrepreneur, and business executive. He's best known as the founder of Shron, a blockchain DAO ecosystem for high-profile bidding events. Oh, Son is the permanent representative of Grenada to the World Trade Organization in Geneva, which basically somebody gave him that diplomat thing so that he could be in the U.S. all he wanted. But That's, I'm almost it's positive. It's giving tax haven. Uh, 1,000%. 1,000%. I'm almost positive that he married, to, to do that, I'm almost positive he married some other, like, Chinese, like, woman um, in some sort of thing. I'm almost positive about this. But but I know that he had, like, the, the complete tax haven and, um, like, citizenship scam. So this whole thing, this is fantastic. Okay, so to be a little bit fair, though, and look, this pains me to say, y'all know what I think about cryptocurrency. You know, I'm very much in favor of SEC, like, uh, you know, oversight and treating these things as securities. Yep. I'm very much down on uh, on all of that. 
But this really strikes me as very similar to uh, another case uh, that's being adjudicated right now with cryptocurrency. It seems to me there's a legal um, like question at play here, right? Which is to what degree do you have to do your due diligence to really understand these cryptocurrency products when you're bringing it to market. This is different, to be clear. So what what they're accusing him of, A, they're accusing them of engaging in wash trading on the secondary market to buoy the price, basically to, to, to make it go higher. Yes. digital assets. Uh, no, but this is different. Yes. No, no, no. Okay. Th- th- this would be more like like pumping and dumping. This is th- this is this is not about the marketing. The, the the marketing aspect is that the the celebrities did not disclose that they were being paid to promote right. the currency, which you have to do. Right. So, That's what so, I'm reading here. Where, right. Can you put the dump uh, pump and dump in chat, please? Yeah, it's 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 part of the SEC thing. So that this is what 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 Sun has specifically been charged with. He has been um, charged with um, basically uh, being in, engaged in like a market manipulation um to try oh, to get the price yes, higher son. right okay so not, so so not, not the celebrities soldier no, 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 no. okay right. no 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 they they are they are just they're just like they they the didn't marketing. disclose that they were they were being paid by it which right. for right. for 15 years if you've done anything so much, like all of them for spawncon stuff and and it's funny i have a story about Lindsay lowen and and spawncon stuff you've had to put hashtags in your Instagram mm-hmm. posts or anything right. else or, or blogs, right? Like they came after bloggers like 15 years ago. Um, my fun Lindsay Lowen story is that when she was doing um, Liz and Dick, the, the, when, the movie when she was Elizabeth Taylor on Lifetime, that was like terrible. Oof. It was an awful movie. And this was when she was in a really bad place. She was no longer driving drunk, but she was clearly like not a good actress or, or in a great mindset. But people were still hiring her for some unknown reason. And she, the movie was a disaster. Um, and a friend of mine ran, um, like worked at a, a very large, um, Hollywood talent agency who was very early in doing, getting celebrities online and stuff and had to bring over a, like, like bag of cash to Lindsay Lohan and her brother so that they would live tweet as they contractually agreed to do for people to watch Liz and Dick. They literally, wow. she, she literally had to like drive over to her house and like pay her crazy. cash just so she would like fulfill her contractual obligation to tweet about the terrible movie she was in. Um, pretty sure they probably did have a hashtag sponsor there, but okay, pe- fair but enough. anyway, but anyway, sorry, back, that was just, coming, just sorry, 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 that was hundred percent here. You'd be coming yeah. back to the issue at hand here. Yeah. So I, I'm for oversight and for SEC treating these things like securities when they're marketed like securities. So the issue here is disclosure because they're being paid basically secretly to promote this stuff. And just to make sure I understand this, we're talking about civil fines through the SEC and nothing criminal, correct? Correct. Well, 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 for for so um, far for for the celebrities, Sun Sun, it might be different, but for the other ones, it is. um, Yeah, they they just paid four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Do we, I mean, do we think that this will have, uh, obviously we're seeing a lot of, I think, negative repercussions of the last few years ripple across the crypto industry. Do we think this will, uh, this is the first of like many actions like this that we'll see against these kind of fraudulent emotions that happen so very often in this space? Yeah, I, I I hope so too. Um, I don't know. I think uh, so. The SEC complaint is fifty pages, and then the individual complaints are are like six or seven pages each. I obviously don't have time to read these while we're 
It's um, very long. On the, on, on, <laughs> on the phone with this. I would imagine that it would need to be of this level for them to get involved, unfortunately. So there are probably a lot of smaller coin scams that are, are unfortunately probably taking in, I would argue, even more people who are like more vulnerable in some and ways. Just right? disappear. Right. Yeah. You have a lot of you have a lot of like, um, uh, you know, um, uh, gaming YouTubers, um, you know, pumping and dumping yeah. things on their Twitter, you know, um, a, a, you know, raising a coin and then getting out of it. This is actually what they got John McAfee on. Oh. Um, so his whole thing was it was tax evasion, but the but, but the big part of the tax evasion was also that he had not disclosed that he was being paid by the cryptocurrencies that he was promoting as his coin of the day. He was not disclosing that he was being paid for that, and that was one of the reasons why. Um, he was he was ultimately arrested. And then he he died in in jail. Bloomberg actually has an interesting podcast series about him. Um, that is uh it it's its final episodes are are uh, I I think out like this week or next week. Um, if people want to listen to that, there's like a like a six or seven part podcast about kind of the last weird years of John McAfee. So mm-hmm. they have the SEC has gone after people for this before. I can't recall it being any celebrities like this. I mean, I don't know if we count John McAfee as a celebrity in the same way. Certainly not like Jake in Paul. In certain circles, sure. But yeah, not like uh, Soldier Boy is right. a celebrity in the same or, way. Or Neo or Akon, yeah. right? Like so, little, I mean, little yeah. Yachty. There, there's a separate lawsuit going on. And I look, this is a, it's a civil court action, right? And basically a lot of the influencers who are, promo- um, you know, they were behind promoting FTX. Right. Um, you know, there's this, uh, gosh, I believe it's like a $1 billion lawsuit against them. Yep. And Ooh. I have to say, I looked into that and look, obviously if you're being paid to, like promote something like we look into the stuff here at rocket our network looks into it right you, ideally you should stand by that but i think like there's just to widen out the discussion a little bit sure i i think there's i i think there is a discussion to be had to what extent is like are you expecting celebrities to have done their due diligence if they're promoting this stuff? I mean, you know, if I'm looking at Lindsay Lohan telling me to buy a cryptocurrency uh, product, I don't know. I I I don't know if I'm really going to believe that she's out there, like right. having like giving me financial advice. Well, right? we talked about this when yeah. I think the FDX first mm-hmm. broke, and I was talking about the Super Bowl ads and like Larry David and stuff. Yep, yeah. and I think the point made at the time was like he's not responsible and my point is yeah he's not might not be legally responsible but i think you do have a responsibility as a person when you're putting your name some to towards something if you want to be a person of good moral fiber um frankly but i I think a lot of these people probably don't want to be there you go i i i I would i would honestly make that that argument that those people don't care i agree with you on that but i think that's i honestly feel like this is a different thing than that like i feel Mm -hmm. like when you are a spokesperson and you know that well, you are, and that's a you Super are, Bowl ad. Like that's this is Bowl, we're talk, what we're talking what about is yeah something that's that what is I'm saying. Like, undisclosed like, on social media. Yeah. Exactly. To, that to me that's the big difference because when you know like that Larry David is in that ad or Matt Damon or Tom Brady or whatever like yeah. you know Matthew McConaughey like you know that the well I think he's Salesforce so that's different but like when you know that they are spokespeople for this like you can make the the decision whether you want to take that or not but you you cannot pretend that you don't know they're getting paid. To, yeah. to make those proclamations. Whereas in this case, you know, clearly because they they settled, uh, which they claim doesn't show any, you know, guilt, but 
whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they, they clearly were not making it, it you know, like, there was clearly a question about disclosure and, mm-hmm. and whether they were doing that or not. And to say nothing about whether they were part of, you know, a, a pump and dump um, in, in addition to that. So I think, I think ethic, morally, I guess, I think that they're both like crappy, but I think that there's like a very real difference between are you actually like your whole job is to be the, the spokesperson, we know mm-hmm. that, or are you hiding yeah, um, the fact that you're disposing. you're getting paid, yeah. you know, help, for this help stuff. Sell me on this, and I'm I, I genuinely mean this. But it seems to me that when a lot of these laws were written, I think audiences, generally speaking, were less sophisticated. Right? Like I remember in the '80s when or '90s when the TMNT movie came out, being really shocked to find out that Domino's Pizza had paid to be in that movie. Right? We were just not as um, sophisticated against product placement. Like, do we really? Like I, I'm for you if you're saying we need to treat cryptocurrency like an unregistered security. That makes sense to me because I think this is being marketed as a security to the people that are buying it. But if Lindsay Lohan or Soldier Boy is out there going, hey, I love this cryptocurrency product, I think most people are gonna assume as that they're beautifully being paid optimistic for it. I agree. Or, or I, I, yeah. I, where I disagree is a these particular laws were written in like 2008 2009. So they okay. were and they were specifically written for social media. Um started even before like Facebook and Twitter and stuff and were written around blogging. And and then it, and they've been expanded over time and they've actually kept up remarkably well to the different social media things that have happened. So they're is different. Is it a federal law? Um yeah, they're FCC uh, okay. guidelines. Okay. So 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 I mean again it's you're not going to go to jail but you will be fined. Um, so, so these are, these are civil penalties. Um, and, and, and they've come after people of all types before. I mean, that's like, people will very seriously get like, you know, have to, have to make clear, you know, all for all the spawn con that the Kardashians do, like they're very clear to like put the right hashtags and the right paid promotion stuff. Like YouTube will do the same thing. You can lose, you know, you can get strikes on your channel if you're not really clear about what's being paid for and what's not. So th- this is, this is a known thing where I would disagree and push back a little bit is that the audience, especially when I look at Jake Paul and Soldier Boy and Austin Mahone and Little Yachty, I'm thinking kids are their audience here, right? A young people who are mm. not going to be sophisticated. Lindsay Lohan, I don't know why anybody is listening to her for anything. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I don't. But like um, for some of these other people, like especially Jake Paul, like he has been targeting young kids his entire thing. That's his entire M.O., and so I feel like I we can't hold people like I'm, I can't hold like an 18 year old or and some of these kids might even be younger than that to the same standards that somebody, right. you know, who has a fully formed brain would have. Like all they know is this is like this person I have a parasocial relationship with. I see them on social media all the time. I feel like I know them. They're telling me this is a good investment. I see how rich they are. I want to yeah. be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and to be clear, I'm not. I'm not advocate. I'm not putting forward any position here. What I'm trying to do is think through what is the public yeah. interest here. Can children? Can legal children even own cryptocurrency? I guess they 18 can. Eighteen year olds could. I mean, I know they're not children, could. but they're like vulnerable yeah. in similar ways. Well, I mean, can you buy cryptocurrency if you're underage? No, no. But 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 it doesn't mean that Who's people might stop not stop you from doing that. 
Um, typically, they have what's called know your customer laws, um, KYC laws for things like Coinbase and other things where you have to okay. actually show your ID and That's other right, stuff. You do. So, but yeah. but again, there are tons. I mean, some of these kids, you know, and I'm going to call them kids because whether they're 18 or not, because like we've seen some of these influencers who are really really young, like Little Gotti is 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 a fairly young um, person, but like they're I'm thinking of some of like the Face Clan people been involved mm. in this stuff and we know they've been getting paid off um there was this influencer so there was this this crypto scam called bitconnect and was a massive ponzi and the big one of the biggest um members of that ponzi who was getting commissions for bringing people into it was this 17 year old named crypto nick who had like a couple hundred thousand followers on YouTube. And he disappeared. No one knows what happened to him, but he didn't get charged with anything. He disappeared, but he was 17 and he brought in you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people into this Ponzi scheme. And then he got paid actually in cash, like um, commissions for every person he signed up. Now he should, in my opinion, be in jail, but he's not, he, it, it's, it is what it is. But right. that, but my, my point being, there are a lot more young people finding ways to get into this stuff than I think, you know, even with yeah. all the know your customer laws we would want. So yeah, that um, makes sense. That, I think you sold me. I just I needed yeah. to think through it. I'm never opposed to wealthy people facing financial penalties for <laughs> for things that are ethically dubious. Some, I, I don't know Fair, how wealthy okay. some of these people Maybe are. Maybe not Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, I'm not sure. I bet that's a lot of money to Lindsay Lohan. If yeah. you read about, like, she was doing this micro production a few years ago and trying to have her big comeback and, like... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know when how this, much that mean girl's money will pay for car crashes. When this article says a collective $400,000, that doesn't mean – that means for each of them. $400, I don't for know. Each that, of them, right? that, that I'm not sure of. Okay, I, we'll have to I'm read hoping. the thing for that. In any that's case, what, what I think about this yeah. is it shows – the day, the the how valuable decentralization is because when you <laughs> have all of your celebrities together and you put all your eggs in one basket and centralize your celebrity endorsements, this is how you get in trouble, Justin. Son, don't do it. <laughs> all right, this episode of Rocket is brought to you by Porkbun.com. Porkbun is a refreshingly different domain name registrar with over five hundred domain extensions available to show off exactly what you do. They've got everything from .com to .net to .cloud, .tech, and .stream. What do you do? They've got it. It gets even better, actually, because every domain name at Porkbun comes with tons of freebies, like SSL certificates, who is privacy, URL forwarding, web and email hosting trials, and so much more. Because why pay for things that should be free that in this day and age we expect from our website hosts? All of this is backed by incredible support, 365 days a year, and more five-star reviews on Trustpilot from real customers than anyone else. It is super easy to love the Pork Bun website. It's simple to use and easy to navigate. Those are two things I enjoy. You can manage everything about your new domain from one place. And they don't do upsells. Pork Bun says they avoid upsells like the plague. <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> 
just like the plague would if you had it. So they aren't pushing made-up products that you'll never use. And they're not going to be constantly recommending other domains for you to buy. You found your domain. You love your domain. Boom, you've got it. You're done here. Until you find the next thing that you want to do, Porkbun has the best pricing on the majority of their domains, so you can get the perfect domain name for your website at the lowest prices around. Get $1 off your next domain name from Porkbun.com when you use the code ROCKET, or just follow the link in these here show notes. That is porkbun.com and the code ROCKET for $1 off your next domain. Our thanks to Porkbun for their support of this show and Relay FM. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. That was impressive. Thanks. That really was. You stayed yeah. in tune, which, which was like you stay on key. That was really good. I, I'm just, you know, appreciating not coughing as much as I was two weeks ago. Oh. I've got to take advantage of my my health. I don't have the plague. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh, no. I, that's a, the wrong tone for this next topic. What? The cackling? The cackling is not the right tone? Well, I guess it depends on whose side you're on. The camera website DP Review is oh, yeah. the latest victim. Yeah, you're remembering what the topic is now. Of Amazon's uh, January layoffs, which encompassed a stunning 18,000 employees. This not including the additional 9,000 employees that were laid off this week, composing a number of people that is uh, too large for my mind to comprehend. Uh, the website will stop updating on April 10th. A DP Review has been around since 1998, and eulogies are pouring in from all over the internet. According to Amazon's announcement, the site is going to be available read-only for, quote-unquote, a limited period after this shutdown. Um, it's unclear whether that means that it will be, like, completely removed or in what form it will continue to exist. I assume very much that people are already hard at work archiving everything and freelancers have until I believe April 6th, or writers have till April 6th to download any uh, written content or photographs that they have put on the website. Um, but that aside, it is a huge loss for the photography community and a testament, I think, to the fragility of online content. I know you were both like big oh, you know, people who use I this website to actually buy really, really expensive cameras. Um, yeah, I bought that. a um, you know, I decided my my Canon uh 5D Mark IV. It, it it was a great camera. It is a great camera, but yeah, it's built on 2016 technology and I decided to go mirrorless like, you know, taking enough photographs to to justify it. And the very first thing you do is click over to, you know, um DP and read everything you can. Right, mm -hmm. a lot of the the mirrorless lenses for 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 Canon, um, like the eighty five millimeter with the f stop of one point two, like that's a twenty eight hundred dollar lens, right? Mm -hmm. So you're gonna be like really really reading to make sure um, that this is it's something you want, right? You need credible voices out there um, giving you objective information. The thing that's so frustrating 
about a lot of these photography sites is the SEO people have gotten involved with this. Mm. There's a ton of junk out there. There's a low rent. Like if you type in best Canon lenses, I'm not going to shame the outlet, but like the best Canon RF lenses, the very first outlet is a major media uh, site, tech site. And it's just giving you a bunch of stuff that's completely unrelated about the difference in full frame and ASPC. And then it goes and just lists a bunch of uh, lenses by a review score on a different site. And it's like, come on, y'all. This is this is really, really, really lazy stuff. So um, this is truly like I'm 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 not a great photographer. I depended on this. I can only imagine what real photographers are feeling with this loss. Yeah, I um I've used them I don't even know how much over the last, you know, most of their existence just to even for uh both I haven't like made as as ex- expensive purchases as Brie, but I've definitely like uh, when I got my A6400 uh 3 years ago, which ironically that camera is now more um costs more now than it did 3 years ago because wow. of the <laughs> supply chain things. Um so it's like one of the rare like cameras that like has gone up in value. Um, you know, I was I was looking at their comparisons. Um, and, and in that case, I was primarily using it as like webcam. Um, my all of my other mirrorless cameras, uh, my 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 Sony RX, you know, um, um uh 100 mark four and five. But even going back, like I, I remember getting cameras from my mom. I remember getting cameras for myself, you know, and like looking through all the details. Um, but beyond that, the big thing is that um the forums have an amazing amount of information. So the reviews are great and and the tests they do are fantastic, but the forums, they haven't been a- as good in recent years, but they are chock full of just like people with really great tips about how to get the most out of things and settings and and how to use stuff. And so for a community that is, you know, small but but um and and shrinking because the the, you know, personal camera market has basically died. It's it's all gone to phones having people who would actually know what they were doing and be able to talk about it and then share tips and feedback um, is vital. And, and and that's not going to go away because if you, you know, get um, older lenses or older equipment that you might still want to use, having that like wealth of knowledge go away, I, I think mm-hmm. is, is a real uh, tragedy. Um, the, uh, the, the two guys who are behind their YouTube channel, which had over 400,000 subscribers. So it was wow. not a small channel. It was a pretty good-sized channel, and they were doing good numbers. And, and it had been a relatively recent endeavor. They they moved. They were pretty late moving into video. Um, they have been hired by um, um, a Petropixel, and um, uh, that, is, uh, that is great to, to, to hear um, that uh, the, the Petropixel has hired – uh, those guys to to join their YouTube um, channel, uh, Chris Nichols and Jordan Drake. Um, so that's good news. But you know, Amazon bought this site. Uh, have to think because a, I think at the time Jeff Bezos was making some of these decisions because he liked certain content things. Like he bought this around the same time that like IMDb and Audible and some other things were acquired. Uh, Goodreads. And and I have to think that there was maybe like a, a personal interest, but then there was the obvious like direct to okay, we've got the site that's getting millions of, of visitors, you know, a month or whatever. We can now funnel them directly into our shopping mm, cart, like which yeah. which is not a bad move. Commerce um, links, but in house, right? And 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 they were, I mean, frankly, early to it, right? I mean, Amazon was 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 early to it. Um, but it's not as if this has been like an expensive endeavor from what I would understand to do. It just feels like they've now made the decision. We don't want 
to be in the business of upkeeping it. And I can understand why archiving the site the right way would be difficult. I'm very disappointed that they're not doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that, that bothers me. I, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And I mean, it's not like, I mean, this is, it's a site with more images than usual. Right. But this is not like a really, really expensive like site to, to keep going. Right. Especially not if you're Amazon. Right. Like, like you, like you literally own cloud computing. Like you literally like, you know, the, any of the fees that anybody else would, would charge are not going to be there. They, they, they could archive it. They could make it read only. I know that there would be work involved in that, but it's not like they couldn't do it. The one good thing is that there's a group of people known as the archive team, not to be confused with the Internet Archive, who are stepping in and they're going to do what they can to to save this. But it's unfortunate that they have to do it. What I hope is that maybe the editors and team, like, while they're still there, if Amazon would give them permission, if they could get, like, a cPanel image or something mm-hmm. of the site, you know, and offload, like, a copy you know, to, to folks who would then like agree to, to scrub it of, of anything, you know, like personal, yeah. you know, like in nature to, to make it easier to archive. I don't know. Or at least, you know, if I were Amazon in this case, I would like open source it, right. Or, or do anything here. I mean, the other thing is like Amazon's renewal program is such a huge like thing. And I don't know about you, Christina. I certainly bought plenty of like used lenses from Amazon renewed. Like I don't always want to buy new from like B&H photography. Totally. Right. So mm. it, it's like when you buy those lenses, this is the very first site that you check everyone. This yeah. is the first site that you check. When I bought, you know, my $3,000 camera from Amazon, I watched the DP, you know, preview channel uh, review of the R6, I believe like three or four times, right? Yeah. So like all this stuff does feed into an ecosystem where Amazon is profiting. And it's 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 so disappointed they can't, like the, there's a decision to move away that's bad, but it feels like they're doing it in the most unethical, lazy way imaginable. Just very poor stewards, in my view. Yeah. At the very least, you would think, okay, they don't want to do the upkeep. You know that B&H probably would have, would have right. wanted to buy this site or, or one of the other photo sites, so like yeah. one of the other big, the big, um, one of the other big, big, uh, photo, um, uh, sellers. Cause, cause there are a couple of the big camera chains. Like you, you think that B, the B and H maybe best buy even, right? Like somebody would step in and maybe see value in this, even if Amazon didn't want to. And, and the fact that it feels like that wasn't even a consideration is just really disappointing. It feel it's, it's tough though. Cause I mean, you brought up SEO in the, beginning of this topic and i i think as beloved as this website is to the people who know about it and as uh, inexpensive as it might be to operate there's still the question of like if you're a company saying this is a worthwhile investment for us the question is always going to be well how how then do we make it bigger and like turn profit around on this and i think in especially in like this economy when we're looking at 
I feel like the economy is not that bad, but companies are reacting to a concern about it potentially being bad by laying off tens of thousands mm-hmm. of people. <laughs> and I, I, I imagine it could be a very hard sell to say like, oh, and now let's buy a photography website that oh, is totally. beloved but niche. Well, well, but but I guess my point is, and you're not wrong, and I would, but I, I'm, I'm not anticipating it. If you're going to shut it yeah. down, yeah, they're not you're selling not, it in any case. So, so, yeah. so, but, no, but if you're shutting it down, it's because it's it, it's not worth your time. And I'm saying if you sold it for a pittance to B and H or Adorama, yeah, right. And then they said we want to keep the archives around for mm-hmm. our community and and whatnot. Like that would at least be a gesture of goodwill. Or or there were some people on, on Twitter like O'Malik and and some other people were like, hey, maybe we could buy it. But it doesn't even seem like that was an opportunity because I bet. Even if Adorama or B&H or Best Buy or whatever, if they wouldn't want to buy it, there would be enough enthusiasts who would say, hey, well, we will take on the onus mm-hmm. of hosting this, you know, just so we can preserve, even if the the forums aren't active, just so we can preserve everything that's the there. History, and and, yeah. and they didn't they didn't even want to do that. They were just like, it's it's going to be more trouble than it's worth to go through the process of, of decoupling this from our systems. We're yeah. just getting rid of it. And it sucks. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought up the archive team because I was thinking about them. I, I didn't realize that they were involved in this, but very recently, like a couple of weeks ago, the episode of 99% Invisible was about GeoCities mm-hmm. and the sort of the foundation of GeoCities and how the idea of a personal website as a town, your own personal town square was part of what helps people become comfortable with like using the internet and envisioning what it could be for and how when Yahoo shut that down, that's when that is why the archive team yep. was founded. And they spent hours and hours and hours like trying to save as many of these GeoCities pages that were just like, you know, mom's silly recipe blog in Comic yeah. Sans in lime green on a yellow background, uh, yeah. saving as many of those as possible. Um, it's a really, really worthwhile uh, episode to listen to if you uh enjoy old internet and like stories of archiving like uh, stories of things being preserved that can feel so ephemeral and you know are 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 important silly but deserve to be preserved well definitely need to be i mean i mean it's notable that that we all had enough nostalgia and care about geocities that that was saved myspace was not and Mm. and and which which is honestly i think sort of depressing um ironically i I was uh, a a very 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 underage like 12 year old, like doing community, um, moderation stuff for GeoCities. Um, and, uh, it wound up becoming a thing once Yahoo bought them, but because, um, my URL structure was different than the normal things. Most of my GeoCities web stuff was unfortunately not saved by the archive team. Yeah. Which, which made me sad about that. But what they did with that, you're right. I mean, it was nothing short of incredible and people still host, like there's, you know, hosts up to this day of people who, have that content, you know, from like the early web. And, and, um, I hope that they're able to, you know, get this stuff. If you want to, uh, we'll have links in, in the show notes, but it's, it's like wiki.archiveteam.org. If you want to, you know, join their efforts and, in, in trying to, um, help, um, archive stuff. Um, it's, uh, it, it's a good cause for a lot of reasons. And I'm glad that they're, yeah. they're stepping up here. Can I ask a super quick, uh, question before we jump off this topic? Sure, sure. So directionally, is the reason for this because Amazon just didn't want to upkeep it, or does it have to do with the wider apocalypse that's going on? 
I don't think Amazon made, I don't think this was a profit center for them. I think that mm-hmm. Amazon is making cuts for a lot of things in their business. And they're looking at a lot. I mean, look, they just cut off, they, you know, laid off 15% of the people at Twitch, which obviously yeah. makes the money. You know, they're yeah. doing layoffs in AWS, which they've never done before. Um, I, I think that Amazon is just in cost cutting mode and is getting rid of anything that is not important to their business. So I, I, I think that let's say this had been a, a vibrant site. I don't know if this would have been something that they would have kept up. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm surprised that Goodreads is, is, has not um, been fallen because it, Goodreads has, has been in bad shape for a long time. And a lot of people have been really worried about it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that would be devastating for a lot of reasons. And maybe they still feel like they have some reason to keep that going, but I would be, and they do have integration with that with, with Kendall, but like, I, you know, I'm just saying like, that is actually really surprising. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. So, so I, I don't think the apocalypse thing helps. I also don't think that you had like this weird thing where you had like this, this boom a couple of years ago in, in camera sales, but the overall decline of number of cameras sold, if you look at it, like from 2010 to now, like it's, it's, it's a 10th of what used to be sold because literally at the high end, you have more people who are, who are buying mirrorless for their, for their video needs and whatnot. Yeah. But, but in the low end, like literally no one buys a camera anymore. It's, but it's there's a phone. no reason to. I exactly. mean, to get something that's better than my iPhone, I mean, I have to, like, you know, there's a lot of gear you have to, like, lug around, right? And the colors are richer, and you have more control over depth of field, and the framing is better, and there's a lot of stuff you can do, and it's it's worthwhile to understand that. But I would really, like, draw the comparison. It's like the difference is between... Uh, a car with an automatic shifter and a car with a manual shifter, right? I'm going to always prefer manual because it's more engaging. You have to think about it. It's about the experience. But if you're just looking to get to a location, right? (laughs) You're just going to the grocery store. Totally. Right. Right. And I I think that's very similar. We've seen manuals die, like, for that reason. Totally. And I mean, and I think you can make a very good argument that at this point, like the, it was the point and shoot market, which is really where the, the drastic, drastic downturn has happened where a decade ago you were selling 63 and a half million cameras. Now you're selling, you're selling like 5.2 million, right? What that is, is literally that smartphones. Um, so, and, and the fact of the matter is your phone is better than the point and shoots that you bought a decade ago. They are better than the DSLRs that -hmm. you bought a decade ago in most cases. And if you don't know how to use a DSLR, right. then your phone the, is better anyway. The, the best is camera is the camera you have. Right. The best camera is the camera you have with you. And um, the reality is, is that cameras now like on phones are really, really good oh, to yeah. the point to the point that like I've, I've spent a thousand dollars twice because I lost one of them on the RX 100 um, Sony series, which are great cameras. It's not that much better. Like the sensor is bigger and it has more of a zoom, but I wouldn't buy one of those again. Um, as much as I like that camera, because my $1,500 iPhone is going to be more portable and is going to be nearly as good in almost every scenario and better in some, you know, like, like the, the, the software manipulation stuff I can do with it is faster and better. Like there's just, I think that if you're, you're talking about getting the mirrorless, uh, or going higher than that, it's a different ball game, but you know, it's, I understand why this site is not living on or growing. It's just really sad to see that, yeah. They're not even archiving the community. Yeah. 
Well, we will see how the archive team does. And we should do a topic that. on link rot at some point. Like it's it's affecting the judicial system oh, as totally. well. Uh, you know, because people will cite uh, specific yes. things posted online as precedent for legal cases, and that stuff's just gone. This is a huge problem for the web, and it's really under discussed. Totally Maybe agree. We get some from AT Mon to talk to us. Oh, oh. All right, dessert for today. Mm. Folks, it's tax season. <laughs> Did y'all know that it's uh, now uh, late mid-March? <laughs> I would describe it. It's not late March. It's late mid-March. And every year I think I have so much time to do my taxes and then somebody says the horrible words, tax day is April 15th. And I'm like, but that's barely a month away. What? Anyway, <laughs> the art collective Mischief has made a tax filing dating sim called tax heaven 3000 that supposedly will actually let you file your federal taxes through the game however you actually can't because steam has removed the game from its platform we don't even know if you can so the game is ostensibly a dating sim and it like a pitch perfect dating sim where a beautiful anime woman named iris with long pink hair rants at you about how awful filing taxes is. According to Mischief, uh, they are saying the game is, quote, suitable for single filers without dependents. And like I said, federal taxes only. Your state taxes, no way, no how. So not everyone theoretically would be able to use it. Um, And perhaps one could say, nor should you, question mark. (laughs) Uh, That being said, Mischief says they still plan to release the game on April 4th to itch.io and possibly as a standalone download, even if Steam has said, no way, no how are we selling anime waifu dating sim tax filing software on our gaming platform. Um, I am, I, I recommend If you are hearing this and thinking, what could that possibly look like? Go to the website. My co-hosts, if they're looking at my video feed, have just seen my face turn bright red, not because of blushing, but because I loaded the website and it is so, (laughs) so very colorful um, and just like pitch perfectly. Like they're advertising an X-rated patch to the dating sim on the website. Uh, There's a collector's edition with a body pillow, it looks like, body pillow cover of Iris. And again, I don't know if any of these things are or will be real or if it is simply an absolutely like tonally perfect parody of a dating sim. But it did initially pass the Steam review. Like, it was on the store before Steam was like, wait a minute, what did we do? <laughs> and took it down. So can, can I just give a little historical perspective? Get in there. There was a mass shooting simulator called Hatred that oh, came that's out. Right. And Gabe Newell personally interceded to put that back on the store. And this was a game where the users literally put me in the game to slaughter me. Yeah, I took a breath and I go, okay, free speech issue. Just let it go, Brianna. Just let it go. But that's up on the store. But a waifu tech simulator won't. It's like, come on, y'all. Like, what? Which makes me wonder, do we know that Steam took this down? Right. Because because Mischief, who I love and who I've bought a number of drops from, yeah. this would be a perfect thing for them to like, 
get more attention by being like, oh, and look, this was taken down. They right. they have they have said it's going to be on itch.io uh, in on, on April fourth, but but it but I, it does make me like question like was this a is this a publicity stunt on their part? Oh, like was it them that took it down? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rather than Steam, right? Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I I cannot answer that. I cannot answer that question. I want to know how, like, the idea of making tax filing software had never occurred to me. I think because I assumed that it would be incredibly legally complex. But maybe it's not that complicated. Maybe um, you can just make tax filing software. I don't for, know how to file my own taxes. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I for, pay for a man easy, to do that. For easy file, <laughs> it would actually be pretty simple. Um, because there, there's like, the, there's an API and if you're, if you are single and, um, no, um, dependents, it would be like entering in a couple of forms and then like some straight calculations. Like it, it wouldn't be a complicated thing to do at all. Would you want to trust it? Uh, probably, you know, not, I mean, you'd want to like have very much a disclaimer, like to each of their own. And maybe that would be why steam would have to take it out because steam, mm. even if there was the disclosure, this is not, you know, accounting software or whatnot. Like they wouldn't want to be held responsible in any way if somebody accidentally filed the wrong, paid the wrong amount in taxes or something, or their, or their filing was off. Because yeah. because 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 then you're messing with the federal government. But would they you even know? be responsible for that, depending on what the terms of service? I mean, said? you could be. I'm just saying, like, if if somebody wanted to, wanted to file a lawsuit. I, I could understand not wanting to get involved in the tax stuff. I also don't know if if you're submitting if if the game because we don't, I haven't I haven't had a chance to look at the code. I didn't I didn't think that I needed to download this thing. I thought I figured it would be available yeah. longer than this. If if the game itself is actually submitting something through the e-file service, then at that point, yeah, I think that you could make the argument that says if false information or or if unvetted stuff is going through, like Steam oh. could 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 potentially be in trouble by by aiding in people filing incorrect taxes, which could be no, yeah, that totally makes federal sense. stuff. Right. Yeah. Less about protecting people and more about people being like, it's a funny dating sim. It's a bit. So I will put right. my fake social security number. In. I am right. just, I pause. I'm, I went to the, uh, the C page is taken down, but it is on archive.org. Amazing. Um, and I'm watching the trailer and I had just paused it on a screen where Iris is asking, I want to know something that's really personal. Like, What's your social security number? And you put your social security number in, which again, as funny as this is, don't do it. <laughs> right. Um, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. I under I think I understand better now because I I do. I I definitely I feel like there's no amount of insistence that mischief could possibly do about how this is a real tax submission form that would make people not do jokes and bits with it right um, yeah and, and, so, and yeah. if you did jokes and and if you did jokes and bits with your real social security um thing and it goes to the real irs that's real bad or even a fake I one and then know. they come back to steam being like what are you doing <laughs> anyway yes right. Brie, go ahead i i want to know about the development of this i mean am i not I seem to remember there was a really big push out there to make an open source TurboTax, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, do you think they're bringing in like accountants and they're working with the studio? Do you think they're working on someone else's code base? I mean, there is an, the, there, there is yeah. an API. The IRS has an okay. API that you can use for e-file. The problem has been is that um, 
TurboTax had had the contract for a long time and has gone out of their way to make it very, very difficult for certain states to be able to do e-filing or to do the federal thing e-filing because it's a whole racket because because, you know, Quicken TurboTax, it's 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 a racket, um, I, in my opinion. Um, I, there I fully is, agree with that assessment. But there is like the, the IRS has an API. So there's no reason why you could not build your own thing. Um, it's just been very difficult for people to actually do it and and get um, footing in the market because of the the racket that that um, yeah. TurboTax has. It just seems to me, I mean, woo, like it's tough running a game studio already, but yeah. when you're adding in the civil liability of potentially <laughs> up someone's taxes, mm-hmm. I just, uh, woo. That seems lawsuit-licious. I love the idea. I love the idea of hot waifus helping me file my taxes. But, oh, oh man. I think this, I'll stick yeah. with Robert, the yeah. portly, middle-aged Englishman. I was going to say, I was going to say that's good. Now, what I would be curious about is that you have to become like an authorized e-file provider. I would be inter- very interested in looking at Mischief's code to see if they went through that process. And knowing Mischief, I would not be surprised if they literally probably did like cross all their I's and dot their T's. Absolutely. I, I Because that's fully why they're amazing. It. I fully believe that they would do all the right things, but I also completely understand why if I'm Steam, I'm like, you know what? I will mess with a lot of things. I will let people <laughs> yeah, defame. Yeah, let's dodge a bullet. <laughs> and, and I, I, I will let people defame and, and, and harass um, our users. That's That's fine, but we're not going to mess with the IRS. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Brianna, what are you up to this week? Uh, you know, I'm shooting over to Buffalo uh, for a few days for work. Um, and uh, I have a really big shoot coming up for a major streaming service that I hope I will be able to tell you about very soon. Exciting. I can't wait to hear what that's about. You already know. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Christina, what are you up to? Um, I'm doing a lot of uh, work stuff. We had um, a big um, announcement um, this week of, um, of some things that will be coming um, in the future to uh, one of our products. And so I'm just, uh, I've been busy with work and uh, that's that's basically it. Similarly with me, I'm also busy at work, working on a new video that should come out this weekend. And I've been in the office every, I'm going to be in the office every single day this week doing video shoots, not just like for other people and for me, um, which is the first time that that's happened in a long time. And it's very fun um, and also just so much more tiring than it used to be. I can't believe we did this all the time. (laughs) Um, I know people do actually have to go into the office every day now, but some of us are still waking up at 9 a.m. on the dot and rolling out of bed and doing work. And- <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I'm old now, too. I don't have the stamina I used to have. Okay. Brianna, where can I find you online? Uh, find me on Brianna Wu on Twitter. Christina. You can find me at film underscore girl on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Mastodon at film underscore girl at Mastodon.social. And you can find the videos that I do at work at youtube.com slash GitHub. We need to get the Rocket Mastodon. We need I was to going make to say, I was going yeah. to say, I was, I was trying to search and see somebody had registered something maybe proactively for us, like a boosty thing. And I need to find that person who got that URL and, and maybe oh, buy that back nice. from them. Oh, hey, if that's you, tweet at Rocket underscore FM on Twitter. Get in touch. 
yeah, oh I'll God. go back through my Mastodon messages and find it. Mastodon search is terrible, which makes this difficult. Awful. But I will, I will, uh, I will, I will do my best. But but yeah, if that was you, please um, reach out to us again because um, I would totally uh, take that off of your hands and and we'll set up our Mastodon instance. Hell yeah! You can find me everywhere at Doom Quasar and at YouTube.com and Twitch.tv slash Polygon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rockets. If you are a boostie, you are about to hear us say the name of Sofia Coppola's daughter, which <laughs> I have just learned today. Um, but in stunning, wonderful circumstances uh, that you will enjoy. Thank you so much for being a boostie and supporting our show uh, so that we can bring it to you ad free and you can enjoy extra minutes of us chatting away at you uh, we'd also appreciate it if you review the show on apple podcasts and spotify those are the two platforms where reviews really make a big difference to us and thank you so much if you've done that already you have to hear me say it every single week even though you've done it um but you know what because you care i don't think <laughs> you mind i don't think you're mad about it i think you actually think it's cool how you get to hear me say that every week Okay, everybody, this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 